shut the fuck up for a second, all right? Let me just get this out, right? A lot of people seem to be surprised we didn't have a Christmas pod for the Patreons this year. I mean, we kind of did. So Jingle All the Way 2 was, right? It's true. Yes, and if you missed that, that is something we did on Playback, which you only get if you're a patreon.com slash Dings member. Uh, hey, guys, it's the crew of Zach Harper, Amin Hassan, and Anthony Mays from Cinephobe. Merry Christmas. Just want to make sure we're in there. There was our cold open, and now, you know, all right, now we're introduced. Well, it's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens, and so last year we actually did a Patreon-exclusive holiday movie, Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and that non-acting-ass bitch, what's her name? That is... Here we go. Really unnecessary. Here we go. He remembers that. Good Lord, the misogyny. He remembers that. Reese Witherspoon? He doesn't remember her name, but he remembers that he hates her. Did she yeah. win an Oscar? I know she's been nominated for Oscars. She's won an Oscar, just like okay, Helen Hunt. there it is. Just like Helen that, Hunt. Hmm. Garbage. I'm They're all a, garbage. I'm noticing it's, a... It's Hollywood's infatuation with skinny, blonde, white women. They just, like, rubber stamp them. Like, okay, go ahead. Be a star. She's pretty talented. Is she? Isn't she? <laughs> Welcome to Cinephobe. Four Christmases. Also stars Robert Duvall and uh, Favreau, right? Favreau's in it as well. John Favreau is in it. Tim McGraw's go. in it. Yeah. Sissy Spacek's in it. I guess we don't have to name tech all the people because they're going to hear it on this episode. Sue right from now. Swingers? Yeah, Ron Livingstone. Remember his name? What? Wait, what? That's not him. <laughs> well, and that's also not his name, by the way. It's not Livingstone. It's not. Ron Livingston is not Sue from Swingers. He's in Swingers. Oh, I mean, like, they're all white people in Swingers. I don't know. It's Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, and a bunch of white people. But point being, what we need one. to do is tell the people what we're doing for January. Oh, 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 oh guys. You know, we like to we like to keep things fresh, right? We like to keep things moving. We like to keep things in a pattern and when it comes to the picks for each month. So we'll do like a theme month and we'll do an actor and we'll do a theme and we'll do an actor. And when we started this a year ago in terms of the theme months, we knocked it out of the park. Nicholas Cage month, January 2021. This will pull us out of the pandemic. And guess what? It worked. So we need to go with a Did big it? star once, didn't it? Welcome to Omicron. So we need to go with a big star for January of 2022 to keep us out of the pandemic. And so we're doing that. And there's only one person I trust to bring the big guns, to be able to dominate something like the pandemic. And so that's why we have decided January 2022, Sly Stallone month. I like the idea that one man can take on an entire pandemic, kind of like Ryan Reynolds throwing his gun at a building. (laughs) He'll help us go the distance with the coronavirus. We might not win, but we will go all 12 rounds. Guys, I'm going to pick first, and I bet I know how he defeats the coronavirus and the new variants that come out. I know how to do it. How does he do that, Zach? I mean, Maze, you know what he does? Exposition. No, he looks him in the eye. He puts his elbow on the table. He puts that big bear claw of a hand he's got out there. He turns his hat around and he arm wrestles that bitch right to defeat. That's right. We are going with the 1987 arm wrestling staple. 32% from the critics, 49% from the audience over the top. 
over the 20 CB. It's been a I love this movie. I'll tell you right now. File. Okay. Put it in there. Put it in the spreadsheet, Maze. Yeah, you picked it, so we already know. No, file. <laughs> Any of you, you can pick it. I'm, I'm going to file every movie this month. <laughs> Just put them all in right now. Whatever you guys pick, it's Stallone. File. Okay. Because he did nothing but bangers. Honestly, I don't think we should leave it to just one month. I'd rather do a whole Sly Stallone quarter or half year or a full year. Should we just do Sly Stallone movies until you phobe one? <laughs> yeah, find one until I phobe one. <laughs> that I, Buckle up. There's a level of curiosity that I have. I want to see how many we can pick. Get Carter, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, Cobra, Rocky Four, Rocky Five. Expendables file, 3. file, 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 file. I own Expendables 3. I didn't even know that. It's on my Rocky Apple Six. TV. With the Mason Dixon line? Yeah. File. <laughs> I hate it, but file. Oh, I found one. I found one that I would vote. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. Oh, man. There's some real shit in here. There's three. There's some. But you guys don't know which ones they are. <laughs> this, is, this is like the most diabolical plan ever, but like... A Bond villain. You have to find the Stallone movie. I find the Stallone like. movie. Or the world ends. You guys have any uh, Christmas traditions that you enjoy? For a cold open? This will be the first Christmas in 22 years that I have not gone to San Diego to visit my grandparents. Wow. Breaking tradition. Wow. What happened? Oh shit! <laughs> you know what? Like Zach, the fucked up part is for a second I was thinking, "Yo, are his grandparents okay?" And so when you said what happened, like, damn, Zach, because of the pandemic. No, I know, but like yeah. it could have been something else, something completely unrelated. It's Actually, it could have been. Yeah, he has, still hasn't answered. It's the pandemic. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a relief. Uh, I'm also not going home for the first time. Now, I've missed Christmas before because I, I was in Miami for a Cavs heat game. But then I flew, to, I flew home the next day. So I was home for the holidays, just not Christmas Day. But yeah, not this year. Staying home. But I am going to say this. Tradition that, I, that I'm really going to miss, other than you know being with my family, is... Uh, my mom's homemade cinnamon rolls from scratch. That's my favorite Wait, Christmas tradition. Is it homemade or did she get it from scratch? Scratch 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 is her weed dealer. Is you sure it's weed? I'm not. I'm not positive. <laughs> Name is Scratch. <laughs> I don't know what my parents are into now that they're in Oregon. Uh, but yeah, the, the, those cinnamon rolls, man. Oh, that's what I'm gonna miss. Uh, you know, I I don't celebrate Christmas, so it's like this is kind what? of what. Oh yeah, like you guys, this oh this is the greatest thing ever. You understand how awesome it is to not celebrate Christmas? It's like, I, what happened? <laughs> As a Muslim, don't believe in Christmas, and to be honest, you I have many Muslim friends that'll do something. You know, some of them actually get the tree. Many of them will get gifts from other people. I look at it as this is a great opportunity to not have to do something and to have a legitimate excuse for once. As you guys may or may not know, I don't celebrate birthdays. Specifically, I don't wish people happy birthday. I don't like getting birthday gifts. Right. I don't like any of that shit. 
right? And the one saving grace that I've had, it's not really a saving grace. I actually get in a lot of arguments about this, is I tell everybody, well, I don't I don't believe in birthdays, man. Like I just think that it's too much of an energy and time drain. And it's easier for me to not remember other people's birthdays and not say anything than to play this whole game of who to wish birth have birthday to, who to get a gift for, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. uh many people don't understand. They think I'm just being obstinate and like, you know, stubborn. And I'm like, okay, okay. But when it comes to Christmas and I tell people I don't celebrate Christmas, they say, why not? And I say, because it's it's not in my religion. People leave it alone. Which leads me to believe I should start telling people that birthdays are not in my religion either. Oh. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name's Jehovah. W-I they don't do birthdays, to, right? To the teeness. Now, is it is it them or, or Seventh Day Adventists? Might be both. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're, this is a long cold open. It is. I was gonna. I was literally gonna make a call to action for all our listeners who might be Jehovah's Witnesses and or Seventh Day Adventists. And let us know in the comment box below. I could not imagine spending three hours on something that I didn't like <laughs> after 10 minutes. You don't like it. You are a weird individual to keep watching. What are you, nuts? You dedicated a week of your life to dislike something? Get a hobby. Knit something. Go for a walk. <laughs> Previously on Cinephobe. How am I supposed to go back to the me before all of this pain? Excuse me. We're new in town and we've never had sex before. Would you give us a hand? I would have rather seen his cock. Out of way, Bobby! This episode in this movie exists. You bet your sweet ass I saw a lawnmower, man. Oh, Teddy. I'll call some guys from my neck of the woods. We're not talking, Brooke, about a couple of queens who know a few grapples. We're talking about Polacks that don't have a goddamn future. You have a stupid heart and a stupid brain. Regular Einstein. You think I'm a coward? You're wrong. I'm not a coward. You're the coward. I'm not a coward. I love cocaine. I do it all the time. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't mean fag like homosexual. I mean fag like retard. I got nukes shooting out of my dick right now. I've got so many nukes. Dick nukes. I mean, look at this buffet of ass. Mouth to dildo, dildo to ass, ass to ass. Hi, Brant. Anal bees. I'm the goddamn talent, Maze. Look, Gene, I've never told anyone this before. My head! But I can suck my own dick. And I do it a lot. 1038. This movie is shit. You don't know shit. Holy shit, bro. I had the same note, too. I swear to God, both of you guys are the biggest fucking liars in the world. Howdy, howdy, howdy. You should have saved this for the train. All right, au revoir, Lubin. Lisa, solid. Oh, I mean, why don't you just be like a regular person and dream about regular threesomes? Like clones. Give me some soul, kisses, baby. Hey, beautiful. Oh, dang. Oh, oh. I can't indulge this comparison to a person that I may or may not know in a movie that has nothing to do with this podcast. That's some 20th century shit, bitch. We will tangle ass. Say hi to your mother for me. And you will lose. What's the end game? Okay, now everyone's dead. What is fucking Spence from Ballers? Who cares what the end game is? Garbage! I am Ralph. <laughs> Thank you.
This is the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. Give submission reminder. It needs to be 40% or lower on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience or the critic score. You, as a Patreon subscriber, are getting this holiday version, even though Amin doesn't celebrate it, exclusive for your patronage to the, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash count the dings. If you uh, are happy with your subscription, thanks. If you're not happy, keep subscribing. You'll get more stuff like this. You uh, probably just heard um, our Golden Dumpster Awards. Exactly. You, you messed that all up. What? You're supposed to say, if you're happy with your subscription, tell a friend to get one and share in that joy. If you're not happy with your subscription, tell someone you don't like to get it. That way you dupe them into spending some money. And, and that'll be the worst trick you can play on them. Trust me. All right, just edit that, that in. See, that way, either way, we get more subscriptions. Yeah. I was going to say, you check out the Golden Dumpster remix where we did what we we had the first 25 episodes before we did a, a golden dumpster all the way yeah. Yeah. yep we 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 the the show has been evolving and i know we've got a lot more new listeners coming uh over the last uh you know a couple of months or so right first of all welcome took you long enough uh but <laughs> second of all uh, if you've kind of been listening throughout you'll have noticed the evolution. There are things that we do that we then do again and then become recurring bits and then eventually become the, the structure of the show. Everything from you picked it, motherfucker, to the, the Owen Wilson wows, to we built this city on CGI, to, of course, the Golden Dumpster. These are all things that were introduced mm-hmm. kind of within the flow of the show. If you listen to the first few episodes, we didn't have any of those things, I know, because I've been listening to the first few episodes. And guys, and can I boy, say they're, are they they're rough? God awful. <laughs> they're really bad. <laughs> I mean, How did you guys keep listening? They're really bad. My favorite is I've discovered the introduction of the Maze soundbite from the movie, which again wasn't something that we always did, but over time no. Maze started doing that and, and really bringing color and life to these episodes. But the first one he does it in, uh, Maze still hadn't mastered it. <laughs> the way he has now. So it's literally it'd be me or Zach describing the scene for like a good five minutes. And then Maze will clip the scene in after our description rather sure. than just replacing our description with the actual scene. So for those keeping track at home, Amin's religion does not believe in Christmas or birthdays, but he does believe in evolution. <laughs> That's true. There you <laughs> That's have true. It. He does. Um, so make sure you check that out. We also have another also, surprise also, for you. What Evolution. Future cinephobe. Oh, file. Um, <laughs> we have another surprise coming. I think around New Year's Day, right? Is that where we got another? We got another Patreon exclusive episode in which I'll just say this: we play a game. Oh, shall I, we play a game? I do not remember how it went, but I, I remember. No, I don't think that's true. And I remember. I think it was a struggle for both of us. So if you want to listen to us struggle about our own podcast, we do have that coming out I, pretty soon. I will say getting, this. I think we would do better if we did this now. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I really don't. You guys had this, a lot of hope at that time as well. For this holiday. Yeah, I was real confident going into it and woo, it didn't work. Um, or did it? Listen to find out. For this Patreon exclusive holiday episode, 
we watched the 2008 comedy drama romance for Christmases. Oh, you got a romance in there too. I just had comedy drama or dramedy. Okay, yeah. Dramedy. Yeah, for Christmases. Star Is it Vince a drama? Vaughn. Isn't it? Isn't it? Welcome to Cinephobe, but I, I got to I got to There's some drama. I think it's a really a rom-com. I did, never felt any real part of drama in this. Dramcom? I don't know. I don't know. I think I know. There's some drama. What's the drama? Well, there's drama in every rom com, I guess. Yeah, that's my point. It wasn't anything that rose above the level of of standard rom com. Right. Yeah, I think we call it a drama com from now on. I don't know. Uh, Four Christmases stars Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. This is Vince's second straight Christmas movie. Since Fred Claus was his last movie in 2007, leading up to this, he had Couples Retreat coming out in 2009. Reese was coming off of Rendition in 2007. And she had Monsters vs. Aliens in 2009. Oh, man, I forgot she was <laughs> that. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Monsters vs. Aliens is the animated one. You thought yeah, like Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys. Oh, you thought Cowboys? Cowboys? Oh, aliens. She's not. Yeah. No, that's Olivia Wilde. There's Olivia Munn. One of the Olivias. It's one of the, it's some Olivia. Oh, yeah. uh, this also this is a banger of a cast. Robert Duvall is in it. He was coming off of We Own the Night in 2007, and he had the Godfather 2 video game in 2009. <laughs> How was that? I don't know. Okay. I don't. I okay. have nothing for you. Though. No, I, I said okay. <laughs> All right, Sissy Spacek, who had been in Hot Rod in 2007, repeat offender. Yeah, and she was going to be in Get Low in 2009. I don't think that's the little John video. <laughs> John Voigt, coming off of National Treasure, Book of Secrets in 2007, and he was on a season of 24 in 2009. John Favreau, who had the breakup in 2006. He yeah, had yeah. have Iron Man also in 2008, and I Love Whoa. You Man in 2009. Whoa. Mary Steenburgen from Step Brothers oh. in 2008. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Yoakam, who was in Crank in 2006, and Crank 2 High Voltage in 2009. Which He's one is the Dwight Yoakam? He's the guy He's from Pastor the- Phil opening scene of wedding crashers yes yeah, yeah yeah he's the one getting the divorce and he's a country music star um let's see what else oh uh, wait the pastor is. was dwight yokum yeah yep. that's Dwight yokum i thought it was you know what oh man i'll wait till that scene to tell you who i thought it was oh boy uh you thought it was the guy from just shoot me <laughs> <laughs> it'll, make, it'll make that sound a lot better <laughs> <laughs> We also have Tim McGraw from The Blind Side in 2009. Another country Kristen, music superstar. Kristen Chenoweth from Deck the Halls in 2006. She's also a huge, huge Oklahoma Broadway City Thunder fan. Yeah. She's huge with and, them titties. And, and Katie Mixon Speaking from of, Eastbound and Down. April Big oh, Katie, Katie Mixon. Uh, mixing on. it up, should yeah. I say. Uh, also, for Chris, repeat offenders, well, Cedric Yarbrough and yes. Peter Billingsley. And Kevin from The Office. And Kevin from The Office. Um, Four Christmases, directed by Seth Gordon. This was his first movie directing job. Okay. He also did Horrible Bosses. Really? Identity Thief and Baywatch. A little up and down action. And so he made the King of Kong documentary. Have you guys ever seen that? No. No. Uh, it was actually really good. It's about like a newcomer challenger to this guy who's been the top of the arcade game world and kind of looks like Keith Raniere for since like the 80s. Billy Mitchell. Oh, yeah. 
And the 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 the, the video game person, the the, the is it, oh, what's the game they play that they were the best at? Was it Space Invaders? And then they end up having like a sex change. Or is that? I mean, thinking, it's a lot of Donkey think, Kong, but yeah, I think you're you're thinking of the Netflix documentary on video oh, games. Yeah. Oh, my fault. I think you're thinking of that, which uh, came out last year, which re- or this year, and is really good. Um, you I know recommend what, that. What's funny was originally I wanted to make a joke. I was saying, oh, I've oh, seen boy. that. And then I was going to talk about a porno. And then you guys said, no, what are you talking about? And I said, oh, no, that was King of Dong. But then I actually thought I had seen it and it threw that joke away. King of Dong or <laughs> King of Kong? King of Kong. You've definitely seen King of Dong. I started. Frightened inmate number two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Story. We have four writing credits on this movie. Story and screenplay by Matt Allen and Caleb Wilson. They also wrote the movie Nine Lives. Future Citiphobe. Yeah, animated cat starring uh, Kevin Kevin, uh, Spacey. Kevin Spacey is a cat. Uh, And then screenplay from John Lucas... And Scott Moore, they wrote the John Lucas, not that John Lucas, not not the not the other one either. Um, they wrote Rebound, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, The Hangover, The Hangover Two, The Change Up, The Hangover the Three. Hangover. Hold on, they didn't write The Hangover. Screenplay credits. They have credits. They didn't write it. Todd Phillips wrote it. Well, they worked on the script with him and got a writing All credit. Right. So. Oh, yeah. They fucking came up with a fart joke or some shit. Bad Moms, Office Christmas Party, A Bad Moms Christmas. And there's also pre-production on Bad Moms, Moms. Office Christmas Party is actually pretty funny. I liked it. I heard it was bad. I liked it. Maybe I went Christmas. in with too low expectations. A lot of Christmas, yeah. Especially because Ghosts of Girlfriends Past is just like a bullshit Christmas carol. Right. And Rebound is a elementary school year basketball season that usually goes through Christmas. There you go. Synopsis for Four Christmases. A couple struggles to visit all four of their divorced parents on Christmas. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. There it is. Uh, tagline. Four families, one day, no mercy. Okay. Other tagline. A little dramatic. His father, her mother, his mother, and her father all in one day. A little much. Really beating that point home. And then one more. Pour eux, les fêtes sont un vrai cauchemar. Which means for them, the holidays are a real nightmare. I don't know why there's a French one. Yeah, that's. Isaiah Isaiah Thomas will never have you say the name of his champagne again. I nailed it, motherfucker. How about that? Maze. Isaiah Thomas came on NBA radio. And he has this champagne company. And so I said it. And I said it with a perfect accent. A perfect pronunciation. Isaiah Thomas even was wowed by how perfectly I said it. And now it means hung wow. up because I, took, because I took four years of honors French in high school. And he's he, he's he's skeptical of it. Four years of honors French. The taxpayers need their money back for the way you said that tagline. Private school. It's a, damn, even worse. Your parents deserve their money back for the way. You oh, said they deserve. That oh, yeah, I dropped out of college. Of course, they deserve their money back. <laughs> Two questions. Absolutely. 
which Isaiah Thomas and is it actually one. from the Champagne Valley in France or is it just sparkling wine? No, it's. It I is, believe it's legit from it is, from Champagne. Champagne. That's not how you say it. it, it uh, Eighty million dollar estimated budget. Grossed one twenty million U.S. one sixty four million worldwide. It's a hit. Eighty million dollars. Hold on. It made how much? One sixty four worldwide. No, it didn't. Yeah. Well, I guess I mean Vince Vaughn at the time. Vince Vaughn, kind of, yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, you yeah, kidding me? Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we jump into the rest of this uh, podcast, Four Christmases is available on the AMC app. If you're cool with commercials, or you can rent it. A lot of commercials. Uh, you can. Oh no! Actually, you know what? I don't know. I have Directv, and so I downloaded oh, it from from the on demand, and there were only like three commercial breaks, and each one had one commercial in it, and it was a commercial for other things on AMC. So okay, it, uh, like if you if you got if you got Directv or I'm assuming any other kind of cable satellite provider, I believe the on-demand version is limited in the commercial interruption. How is the budget of Fred Claus 37 million with all their terrible CGI, and the budget of this movie is 80 million? I mean, Reese yeah. has got to be like 15. Okay, right, uh, bro, Reese, yeah. like, like Reese is commanding money. So Reese and Vince has been acting salaries. Yeah. Oh yeah. Duvall, Definitely. like, come on, man. John Voight C- got a nice check. The, John Voight, yeah, absolutely. The, the CGI on the fog. That's, a, that's true. That's a lot of fog. You got to make sure you nail that CGI because you know how you know those people from San Francisco are. Oh, it's not the even fog that isn't accurate. Yeah. We oh. have beautiful weather, even though it sucks oh. all the time. Yeah, like, actually, our weather is awesome, and you guys just don't know any better because you don't bundle up in the middle of June. I like seasons. No, you don't. At least they make movies in my city. Los Angeles? Ever heard of it? You, oh, I'm hey. sorry. Are you claiming the boulevard now? <laughs> I've been the boulevard. You don't respect the boulevard, Zach. <laughs> I've walked the boulevard. Wait, that's... Wait a second. <laughs> Four Christmases receives 25% from critics on 145 reviews. And 47% from the audience on over 254,000 ratings. Amin, would you like the positive or the negative I just reviews? want to point out that more people liked Four Christmases than Money Train. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's just insane. It's a weird uh, comparison, but yeah, sure. Glass of eggnog half full, Zach. See what ah, I did there? Ah. It's a special episode, folks. So give me the positives. Wow, everybody's just thinking about the negative. Well, I think the glass is half full. Everybody thinks it's half empty. Sunny Bunch of Washington Times. <laughs> Although not a Yuletide classic, Four Christmases is better than most of the holiday-oriented slop put out in recent years. Oh, I guess you could say that was a sunny bunch of criticism. there. Karina Montgomery of... Cinerina. Oh, oh boy. Oh. At a girl. At a girl, baby. At a girl, Karina. Feels like they wanted to make five different holiday movies and couldn't decide which plot line was best, so they rolled them all together, glossing over everything. Four. Very that's, clearly four yeah. plots. Yeah. Also, that's not really a positive, is it? I know. Yeah, I don't understand why that's in the pause, but okay. 
J.R. Jones of Chicago Reader. Oh, he's, this, he's got an accent. Even though he's from Chicago, he's got an accent. He's like my more, man on the, on the money plane. That's my man. Future callback. J.R. Crockett? Oh, that is a future callback, huh? Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, wow. We, isn't it? Welcome to Cinephobe. Wait, no. No, 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 no. This will be out before then. Yeah, but where are we right now? Oh, fuck. You're right. Okay. J.R. Jones of Chicago Reader. This is marginally better than most, with a few offbeat comic ideas, a reliably, a reliably droll performance from Vaughn, and as the parents, four watchable old troopers in search of a fat paycheck. <laughs> Accurate. I mean, I'm going to just say this. They ain't in search of it. $80 million budget. $80 million budget. They found it. Fred Topple of Can Magazine. Wait, is this really? <laughs> Hold on. His name is Fred Topple? T-O-P-E-L. Maybe it's Topel. That, that, no, I like Fred Topple because it sounds like Ted Koppel's <laughs> fake name that he reviews the movies on. <laughs> Did you say Can Magazine? Can Magazine. C-A-N. Can Magazine. I hope I meet a girl who can keep up with me like Reese Witherspoon. Not a blonde, though. Sorry, not my type. What? I don't know. Ted out here just throwing a dick. Ted can't get laid. Kevin Kent McCarthy. Kent Magazine. Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, isn't that uh, oh, Macaulay Culkin? It's Macaulay Culkin, right? No, that's Kevin McAllister. Ah, oh, shit. Of BDK Reviews. Even with the cliche and rushed ending, the flick survives on its clever dialogue that made me laugh out loud a dozen times. Isn't BDK the name of like a a, a serial killer from the seventies? BTK. Oh, it's BTK. <laughs> well, you are on fire today. We're really accurate with our jokes. <laughs> At least he had twelve laughs, like one for each of the days of Christmas. A.O. Scott of New York Times. A.O. Four Christmases Scott. is refreshingly tart and lean, foregoing the usual schmaltz and syrup of the season. Uh, it was relatively schmaltz-free for a holiday movie. I'll, I'll agree to yeah. that. Josh Hurst of Christianity Today. Oh, boy. <laughs> very this funny. is a positive? Very funny, very touching, and very real, and it's not too hard to believe that. Though it might not be remembered as a classic, it'll become a holiday favorite for many. Must have loved the megachurch scene. Had to. Yeah. Because it looked like they were going to make fun of megachurches. It she did. Said it's, a, it's a classy church, and then they didn't. Brandon Fibbs of BrandonFibbs.com. Don't believe him. It certainly won't be your favorite present really? under the tree this Christmas, but it should provide you just the diversion you're looking for. So nobody, nobody, okay. He and no, I, I got it. I got it. I thought that, I thought that one ah, was a Mace very, that was a clever joke. It was, which is why I just allowed it to sit there instead of you needing to explain it. It was good. You didn't laugh, Zach. You didn't get the validation. Jeff Otto of reelschannel.com. That's reels with did, a Z. Did he do it by himself? It's certainly better than Vaughn's stinker of last holiday season, Fred Claus. Goddamn right! still falls well short of the top tier of dysfunctional holiday movie classics. Uh, this, guy, this guy's driving me crazy. Because of Otto from... Yeah. 
I did I did two different auto jumps. Actually. Yeah, two, two, yeah. And then finally, Frederick and Marianne Brousset of Spirituality and Practice. Yes. <laughs> They're back. A hilarious comedy about the stress, the embarrassments, the squabbling, and the lessons learned on visits to our families during the holidays. Lies. All of it are lies. Are you I, don't sure think I've ever, I don't think I've ever learned a lesson from a holiday. Or a movie. That's how that works. For no. That, for that matter. That, definitely not. All right. The negative reviews. At this point of time, my thought on critics not liking stuff is, then turn it off, you fucking weirdo. You have so many options. People who watch an entire project to hate on it, man, it is so weird to me. Allie Gray of the shiznit.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Oh. What do you got? No, I'm just, I don't like these people. Okay. About as predictable as socks under the tree. It's pretty black and white to me. John J. Puccio (laughs) of Movie Metropolis. How many Academy Award winners can a studio put in one cast and still turn out a bad movie? Holy cow, Batman. Wrong city. (laughs) Superman. Got him. Superman. Evan Williams. Got him. Yeah. (laughs) Evan Williams of The Australian. Okay, that's the name of a whiskey. Yes. It's the shitty Jack Daniels. Projectile baby vomiting is a recurring gag. I cried mistletoe well before the film was halfway through. Spoiler alert. What's your callback? Simon Abrams of New York Press. Four Christmases is the kind of film that you should only watch if you're trapped on an airline and can't fall asleep. The kind of holiday film that makes Jingle All the Way look like a cinematic tour de force. Future Cinefo? Perhaps. Ben Lyons of At the Movies. Wait, is that our Ben Lyons? I believe it is. Oh, no way. Oh, the hilarity of hating your family at the holidays. That's it. That sounds like a positive review. It does, yeah. Guess what, guys? Through the magic of telephony, that's things that you do with your telephone, I have located the one and only Ben Lyons who has written that review. It's our first, our first, our first live guest who was a critic of one of the movies that we've covered. Ben, how does it feel to be a trailblazer? Well, it feels great to get interrupted uh, in an evening yoga session by the fire amidst a snowstorm here on the East Coast. And uh, when I see oh. Amin Hassan's name post up on my phone, I think maybe James Harden in the garden. But no, <laughs> is to remind me of a review of a Reese Witherspoon Vince Vaughn rom-com from 12 years ago. And guys, I got no idea which way I went on this. No clue. Really? Wow. Really? Well, all right. Do you think, like, let's just guess. Do you think it was a positive or a negative review in the eyes of Rotten Tomatoes? Well, I'm a big Mary Steenburgen fan, so some tells me I might have leaned into that bias. One time, Robert Duvall was a, a real jerk to my father, so I might have leaned into that bias. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon, 08. Having a moment fresh off a walk the line in the Legally Blonde franchise. I'm working at the E! Channel at the time. Sensitive relationship. Might have gone a little in on on Four Christmases to appease that, guys. I don't know. I'm thinking that I did stand up for Christmas, though. I'm a big Christmas guy. uh, So I defend Christmas wholeheartedly. So I hope I I went in there and crushed that movie. Negative review. 
yes, sticking to my morals. Look at that. Can't the, be corrupted by the big media machine, despite what they say. And the snippet that they have out there is, quote, oh, the hilarity of hating your family at the holidays, end quote. That's what I'm saying, guys. Family, a time more than ever now, but especially back in 08. Come together during the holidays, no matter what you believe in, what you practice, who you pray to. It's about family. So why are we going to the movie theater to laugh at our family's inadequacies? I'm right. over for Christmases. Exactly. I'm, like uh, Obama had just been elected. Like we were in a good place. We didn't need that. I've got a. I've got. I've got a, another quote from Ben Lyons on four Christmases. Oh. Says, quote, you say I'm expecting too much from this film. It's got five Oscar winners. John Voight, Robert Duvall, Mary Steenburgen, and Reese Witherspoon. It's another one. <laughs> it's one after another here. I'm not saying it's going to win an Oscar, but I just want a good romantic comedy. And this yeah. isn't that. There you go. Hey, that's a reasonable expectation. Look, nobody thinks the Knicks are going to be an eight seed, but with a young core that closed out the preseason against the Cavs last night, there's something to get excited about. Look, ben, I got five I Oscar winners. I should be excited about this. It's not ben, an airplane I'm, movie. I'm going to tell you for real. I, I watched that game this morning as I was waiting to do radio on NBA radio, and I became so angry that this thing was not only televised, but it was re-televised. That this is what they call basketball? The playoffs in December is a weird feeling, guys. That's what it felt like. Playoff <laughs> atmosphere at the Garden. Had there been fans in the stands, they would have gotten promotional towels yesterday, sponsored by Chase. But I digress. As we return to four Christmases, five Oscar winners, give me something of substance. Not just, you know, something you might watch on United, Changing Planes in Chicago. Wow. I'm now, glad I stood up for that. Guys, got to be honest, saw the bat phone from a meme. No idea which way I went on that. Well, did you know that Kevin Love got traded to the Knicks? Stop playing with him. Are you kidding me? What? I'm 100% lying. I'm 100% making that up. Oh, man. Are you I kidding started, me? I was I ready to bring Google. out the Ralph Lauren and walk down Fifth <laughs> Avenue and go check out the tree. Are you kidding me? Ooh. That's my Don't second okie doke of the episode. I, I also made a mean think that our producer, Anthony Mays' grandparents, had died for some reason. So... At least you didn't send him to hell. That, that, that feels more in line with four Christmases, guys. It you're does. Making, you're, you're, you're making fun of family members' life expectancies. Toying with my emotions on having Kevin Love and his cheekbones on, at the garden is one thing. But, you know, come on, guys. <laughs> Kevin Love and his cheekbones. Yo, he's got great cheekbones. Are you kidding me? Yeah, kidding me? Top five in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, trust me, I've seen I, – I was covering him when he didn't have cheekbones. Okay? So now it's even more – more pronounced like it's like incredible. dollar shave is beneath him obviously for an endorsement but yeah. like what would be a high-end enough men's grooming for kevin Love? Oh, uh what's it called harry's right isn't that the the fancy one now that everyone's getting do we have yeah, manscaped, as, we have manscaped as a sponsor i'll say manscaped just in case there it is do they do faces there used Are you to kidding be a me? Salon on the upper west side called jean louis david i think we should get jean louis david and kevin love on the phone We'll make that happen. We won't make that happen. That's not gonna, that's not something we can do. All right, get get back to your get back to your uh to your yoga, Ben Lyons. Thank you so much for joining us. Namaste. Happy holidays, guys. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that was great. Oh my god. <laughs>
Awesome. Guys, I have no awesome. idea which way. I genuinely had no idea which way. <laughs> you couldn't tell me anything. So you'd be like, oh, Lions thinks Vince Vaughn's hilarious because they were just in Bora Bora together. That, oh, tra- you, hold on. That, that tracks because Amin does not remember a single thing that we have done on this podcast, and we've done like 65 episodes at this point. Ben, ben <laughs> it's to the point where I will listen to an episode that I have no recollection of, and then something will come up, and I will, in my mind, make a joke like, oh, it would be funny if someone said this right now. And then I literally say the joke. Right at that moment, I've I've forgotten the jokes that I've even said. Do you guys remember? I'll let you run quickly. But you guys remember the show The State on MTV with like Michael Ian Black? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean they hate those guys though. They well, hate I David hate Wayne, Michael, Michael Ian Black. Black. Right, but you remember Michael the show, Black. right? Joe Latrulio, Michael yeah. Ian Black. Yeah, yeah they hate all those guys. No, we my don't. Team. My father is in the pilot for that doing a cameo as himself, reviewing a movie, like crashing a date or something. And we were like, yo, dad, you were in the pilot for the state. How did that happen? He's like, I never did that. I don't know what you're talking about. I showed him the clip and he was like, I never did that. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? You never did it. Still denies doing it. I showed him the clip. That's next level. No, no memory. No memory of doing it. I have no memory of doing it. Wow. <laughs> so you do it old enough, you start forgetting shit. Um, <laughs> That's why I forgot. I had no idea which way I was going on that movie. So I'm glad I crushed it. That made me happy, guys. Thank yeah, you. You nailed it. I appreciate it. Best of luck on the pod. Keep doing your thing, and I'll talk to you soon, all right? Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Merry Christmas. Be well. Be well, guys. Cynthia Fuchs of Pop Matters. <laughs> and I want to let everyone know, this is not my word. These are her words. Even apart from the retarded and retread contrivances Whoa! that provide context for their argument, Four Christmases is intensely disturbing in its class politics. Fuck you. She's committed to that word. Tim Brayton of Antagony and Ecstasy. Antagony and, and Ecstasy. ecstasy <laughs> live together in perfect harmony. harmony. Vaughn and Witherspoon are plainly uncomfortable in their roles. Two of the flattest performances of any romantic comedy of recent vintage. I want that person and that publication to be a recurring one, if possible. All right, I'll see what I can do. Luis Keller of Urban Cinephile. Oh, don't hurt him. A top cast just manages to keep four holidays afloat. But the script offers too few laughs and slapstick turns to schmaltz before we've had enough Christmas cheer. Ah, the return of schmaltz. That's right. That's right, though. I want you to know, this person got the name of the movie wrong. Called it Four Holidays. Nice. Maybe it was in in England. Maybe. Father Holiday. Helen O'Hara. It's called Santa Claus, dumb bitches. (laughs) 20th century bitch. What fake argument did you just have? Helen O'Hara of Empire Magazine. Witherspoon works hard to convince us otherwise, but this is a miscast mess. Definitely a turkey rather than a Christmas pudding. O'Hara, no. Two more. Peter Subzinski of eFilmCritic.com. If you liked McCain Palin 2008, you'll love Four Christmases. Gabigo! Also, not a very direct criticism. No. Subzinski. Hmm. And then Kyle Smith of New York Post. The difference between the average unfunny comedy and this one is the difference between Grandpa telling you knock-knock jokes and Grandpa telling you knock-knock jokes with his bathrobe open as his hand creeps up your thigh. 
What? I don't know. <laughs> I what don't know. Grandpa, do to you, sir. Now, what if Ben had written that one? Oh man, that would be a great <laughs> guest spot. <laughs> All right, Amin, what is your first note? My first note, approximately an hour after we started recording this podcast, is oh, this one's easy, and this might be very controversial. I don't think she's attractive or good. Reese Witherspoon? Reese Not Witherspoon. good? I don't think she's a good At actor. her job? Jesus no. Christ. Dude, she's, a, she's, an incre- I like, she's an incredible actress. What are we doing? No. What's happening no. here? This, I is just a, don't, this isn't even don't. a Two Americas thing. Like You're just wrong. She hasn't even done anything to seeing her face. I don't see it, man. Like I, As soon as I, I saw her, because as soon as I saw her, I was like... Man, she I don't know why people go crazy about her. She's not even that hot. And then I thought about it, I was like, well, I mean, it's you know, that's not why she gets a role. She gets a role because she's a great actress. And I started thinking about all her roles. I'm like, I don't think she's a great actress either. What? Yeah. I like what? the mean on your shoulder. Yeah. Takes sex off the table. He says, let's focus on her acting. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's I two time you. she's two time nominated as for the Academy Awards. Yeah, winners. She won win. once. She okay. won. She's awesome, man. You're wrong. What has she been in? What has she been in? What has she been in? She she won for Walk the Line. She was nominated for Wild. Walk the Hard was way better than Walk the Hard. It's it's not called Walk the Hard. It's called Walk Hard. All right. Walk the Hard? Is that like King of Dong? (laughs) That's King of Dong sequel. Oh, God. Uh, Big Little She's amazing in Election. She's amazing in Legally Blonde. You might not like Legally Blonde as a movie, but she's great in it. The only uh, movie she, liars. She's phenomenal. The only, no, the only thing she's been in that yeah, I was like, that I gave her, I was like, okay, you did a good job. Was Pleasantville? Yeah, she's great. All in these, Pleasantville. She's great in that too. All yeah. these other ones, Legally Blonde, Legally Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, no, that's uh, not a good one. All these other, these all trash, bro. All trash. Have you seen Election? Election? Yes, I have. I I, I very much enjoyed Matthew Broderick. She's incredible in it. She's no, so she's so good in that movie. Yeah, Mm-mm. you're out of your mind. Mm-mm. She she's unbelievable in that. I'll give you like overrated at this point. Have she you hasn't seen... really done anything great recently? But she Reese is definitely Hintley? good. Recently, this means right. war, Zach. Let's keep it moving. Oh, have I, you I seen like... Freeway? Freeway. She's un. She's phenomenal in Freeway. That's a no, fucked up even, movie. No, even though what you do is wrong, Zach, we should just move on. All right, we're kicking it off with a remixed version of White Christmas at what looks like some kind of office Christmas party, but I think it's supposed to be a bar. Future callback. <laughs> Reese is at the bar, and a scarfed and bespectacled Vince Vaughn walks up to her. It's Kent and Daphne. He's trying to hit on her, and he's awkward. She's not interested. He's asking her questions. She's answering, but seems like it's annoying her. She's from Connecticut. She went to Wesleyan. Shout out to Jade. Shout out to Jade. She stops uh, his compliments. He's done everything right, but she doesn't care. She's being cold. She's being honest with them. Called him an asexual pen pal. As she's walking away, he tries to get her attention and finally yells, Bitch, I'm talking to you. Clip the whole thing in if you want. Glasses are off. I think this is where I fell asleep. Okay, so that's the problem. Oh, it's been a no, while. I, I, yeah. I watched it again. I, I, I woke up today and I watched it over. Okay. You turned it on. You wrote down, I don't like Reese Witherspoon. And then you fell asleep. <laughs> Pretty much. 
That's pretty accurate. <laughs> Bitch, right there. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Just like the breakup, this movie I thought started with Vince picking up his date for the movie. Or he kisses her, she rebukes him, then they make out, then they fuck in the bathroom, they walk out and leave the party together. This is how we handle our business in the bison state, mama. Takes her to this amazing home, and turns out they both live there. They're role-playing. Ha! Now, (laughs) Maze just came. (laughs) Now, I have a note here, that because I thought Amin was going to be more engaged in in this movie. I am, but just not in the beginning. Amin is going to ask us a role-playing question. Have you guys ever role played? Zach, you go first. No, no I, <laughs> I have some of those questions coming up. Okay, uh, but but no, I did not at that moment because I was I fast forward through this because I figured I I watched it already. Okay, he really liked the Daphne character. Kent was hot to her. Uh, now it's a new day. They're taking dance lessons. Post lesson, they're sitting around talking. Two other couples so, are there. Vince Vaughn has to have a writer in his contract that demands a dance scene in every fucking movie he does, no? Probably. Like, he likes to dance. I mean, a little too much. A little too it's much? Not that he, it's, it's not that he likes to dance. It's that he likes to show off that he likes to dance. And that's okay. Just too much. I mean, Brad Pitt snacks constantly. Which one bothers you more? The dancing, definitely. Because the snacking, you can... Snacking actually makes a character feel richer and more real richer like a rich character not like a wealthy character right it's textured it's nuanced the idea of someone (laughs) i I like the idea that you're like this guy's so wealthy look at him he's snacking all the time he can afford all these snacks (laughs) (laughs) um i i think that it's fine that he likes to dance like i don't find that it takes away from the movie he like it's just a little bit in this movie so so the the, the dance scene in Fred Claus that you were good with that. That was more ridiculous. Yeah, that's a worse dancing, but like it's good in Wedding Crashers. It's it's a it's a funny bit. Like yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. It's a weird thing to Wedding Crashers. What's he supposed yeah. to do? Not dance? Yeah. In, in Wedding Crashers, not only does he dance, but he writes a line for himself, praising his own dancing. Yeah, he yeah, tells the character him praises that he Tune it, t- take it down a notch so it was not to uh, offend Christopher Walken. Yeah, damn it. Why did I have to go showing off? No? Nothing? Okay. Uh, two of the couples are there at the dance lesson, and someone asks when the wedding date is. They're not getting married. So why wouldn't you want to get married? Well, we're happy. We're happy. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I love her. So, uh, you know, marriage just kind of brings pressure and stress and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and we don't want our relationship to turn into work. We just want to be together because we enjoy it, not because we have to, you know? Yeah. It's like there's a reason that they use the expressions tying the knot or ball and chain. Have you ever listened to the words of a marriage ceremony? Like, I promise to obey? Or till death do us part? I mean, I'd rather be, like, stuck on an island with some weird millionaire hunting me, trying to kill me, and me trying to escape than to be involved in something with those kind of slogans, because that's like a time bomb waiting to explode. So what about children? You do want to make them, no? No. No, no, no. I don't want to make them. Mm-mm. Yeah, they're both anti-marriage because they're both children of divorce. This is a mm. big children of divorce movie. Yeah. I love how the groom-to-be Yes, wait. You're not getting mad while you're doing this. Basically implying no dude would ever take these classes unless he's being made to by his fiance. Unless you're Vince Vaughn. <laughs> right, unless you're Vince Vaughn. You like to dance. Are you pro or against dancing? I, mean, I don't I can't understand tell. what's going on here. He, I think he's anti-white people dancing. 
I mean, Vince, but I didn't want to say it, but he dances very white. Like, he's the kind of dancer <laughs> you did white want to people, say it. White people look at and say, oh, he's such a great dancer. And black people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, it is a two America situation. All right, they are at his office party. Cedric Yarbrough and Kevin from the office come over to them. Cedric has 13 airport pickups for Christmas and is lamenting his four-year-old niece being called the next Beyonce by her dad. She sucks. She's terrible. <laughs> Kevin will be in Albany with cats and cots. <laughs> nice. Tropical Albany, I should say. He, he Tropical mentions. Albany. Well, yeah, he, they're, he going to, they're going to Fiji. Uh, they're lying to their families about charity work and all the lies they've told. The more details you give them, it throws them off the scent. I've heard you espouse this same ethos about lying. I mean, when you say what your job is in an Uber. Yes, that's true. That is absolutely true. When I'm in an Uber, I make up uh, fake professions because if I tell people I work for ESPN or that I podcast or whatever it is I do or I work for SiriusXM, it'll open too many questions. I don't want a conversation. So I want to make my life as boring as possible. So I create very intricate lies that involve me doing very, I would I would call mundane type of jobs. Uh Sales director, Southwest Region Tonka Toy Truck Company. Um, uh, regional manager for um, the uh, Marriott uh, Company in guest experience. Things like that. And it works. The more it details works. you put in, it throws yeah. them off the scent. We tried yeah. to help our friend Serena do this, and she butchered it. Horrible. Yeah, she just she was like, "I'm an astronaut," or something. She said something that was more interesting <laughs> than what she actually does. We were like, we're like, be, be, like, you're in window sales or something like that. And she's like, "I'm an astronaut." <laughs> Didn't work. You can't spell families without lies. Yep, it's true. Uh, they don't feel guilty about this. I wrote office party exposition. Uh, they're back home playing backgammon. She scheduled a couple's massage and checked them in for their flight early. He picked up noise canceling headphones for them. He's going to schedule scuba. They're excited for this trip. We get a packing montage the next morning. There's dancing. There's, snor- or there's dancing. There's snorkeling gear. They're throwing clothes at each other. He calls his, calls his mom, tells him they're going to Burma. Uh, it's mom call exposition. He hasn't been there in three years. He tells her Merry Christmas in Burmese. Had to take it to the next level. Then heavy fog in San Francisco. Ominous music. Every flight that is canceled. Happens. And uh, they're talking to Peter Billingsley, repeat offender, at the ticket hey. counter. He can get them out tomorrow. You may remember Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story. Uh, mm. You'll take your eye out uh, if you don't Shoot watch it. Out. What's you know, whatever is it? What's his name? Fragile. <laughs> yeah, and also he is the friend on the breakup, and he's also the actual real life longtime friend of Vince Vaughn. Yeah, they were on a, uh, a PSA together or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. After school special. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he'll put them uh, up in the Radisson next to the airport. You, you promise you can put me up at the Radisson? Honey, did you hear that? Dad. No, no, that's terrific. Would it be possible to take us out to Sizzler and get us McDonald's as a dessert? You know what Dad. I'm going to do? I'm going to start missing flights more often. Now that I know that this kind of red carpet service Brad. is available. Because that's Please. terrific. I got to sweep the Radisson. You know he does it so well. He does <laughs> yeah. the sarcastic asshole so well. You got to clip that. Yeah. Uh, there's no sister airline. There's no cousin airline. There's no airline their airline felt up before. And now a news reporter has gone live on the air and goes over and talks to them about the flight cancellations. Now their family knows. Vince is a deer in the headlights. Reese and Vince both get calls from the family. 
as she's talking to her mom, his dad calls, and while she's talking, he's asking if he should answer his phone. He's panicking. This is a very panicked scene. When the camera pulls up on him, he suddenly forgets how to lie, which I love. He's so good at it when he has a little rehearsal time. The, the scene reminded me of the scene in The Breakup when they're playing Pictionary. Yes. As he's kind of, what, should I answer, should I not answer? You're doing a lot of this. I don't know what this means. What I answer, should I answer? He, he keeps talking fast and in a very stressful way to I her. Mean, there's a scene later in this movie that right. really... Yes. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Also, Future callback. Uh, also, uh, if you're ever on TV live tv like that which they never ambush people like that but i get it. it's a movie if that ever happens to you all you got to do is say kick the right in the pussy they will turn you off immediately well that's a helpful tip it is Thanks, a helpful billy tip. bush that's, i'm just saying you know kicked her right in the pussy not oh yeah it's totally different grabbed her by the way that's grabbed her is terrible kicked her it's clearly both, comical no no not all right um they've got to go to four families in one day shout out to old people watching the local news by the absolutely, way absolutely yeah the same channel it's a popular station cbs5 in the bay yeah uh they shout make up uh on the drive to the families they still have each other no matter what happens today we just gotta get through these four christmases uh, 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 he said it he said it yeah, and, and it was so premise explaining exposition. I mean, they re- I felt like this is one of the most expositional bits that we've ever had in the history of this podcast. Really? Well, okay, I take that back. Money playing the poker game. <laughs> that might that might be the gold standard for exposition, where everyone's <laughs> telling each other who their characters are, like a game of asshole. <laughs> Brad and Kate roll up to his dad's house. They come up with mistletoe as a safe word to flee. Uh, he says, pull the rip cord early if she's uncomfortable. He tricks her into saying mistletoe before they can go go in, but she makes them go in. My next note, Vince has great skin here. You notice that? Dude's glowing. I did not. Oh, he's got great skin. Okay. Robert Duvall is the dad. A lot of hillbilly energy here. He complains about them sending too many presents, trying to outdo him. Then John Favreau comes up from behind. Wait, hold on. Robert Duvall, definitely anti-masker. Isn't he... Very liberal. Uh, I'm talking about in the movie. Oh, in the movie, yes, absolutely. Um, all right. He uh John Favreau comes up from behind, puts Vince in a chokehold, then releases him. We're not talking about a couple queens who know a few grapples. (laughs) (laughs) Tim McGraw comes over, shakes his hand, and then throws him into some kind of arm bar hold, releases him. Denver and Dallas are their names. I just watched Made the other night. Uh I've watched it before, but I rewatched it again because of forgotten most of it and i forgot how funny that movie is and it watching that like literally two nights ago and then watching this really made me sad okay really yeah man because you got you looked at these guys with all i looked at them like look at them they're young they're hungry they don't have a whole lot of of money or success have had a little bit of modest success to start their hollywood careers now so they got this movie made you know, five years or so ah, after Swingers. He said it. Well done. I didn't even mean that. Um, and, and you see, like, the, the the exploding creativity just coming right off the screen. And now you look at them bloated and fat and paid beyond their wildest fucking dreams, and this is what they come up with, this drivel. I mean, Vince has his fat ball, but Fabs is jacked in this movie. What are you talking about? 
He's making Iron Man right now. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, bounce back. Some of us bounce back. John says that he must be Orlando's girl. They're named after the cities where they were conceived. Brad is Orlando. He changed it to Brad. He's Brad. She's confused. Then a pregnant Katie Mixon with the kid in her arm comes in. Hold on. Question. If you could rename yourself, what would it be? Oh, I got a more fun game. Ooh. Okay. What is your city of conception name? Oh, I don't know. I know what it means. <laughs> is it welcome to South Wouldn't Cartoon? That <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird if I knew where I mean was conceived and he didn't? So since I'm older than you. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, mine would be Sacramento. Paris. Oh. Oh, that's why you want to play this game and you thought it was more fun. Fuck out of here. Paris, Texas? Yeah, Paris, Texas. <laughs> Future Cinephobe? No. That movie wasn't that enough. No, fun story. Me and my parents had sex one time. Oh, really? In Paris, France. Oh. Wow. That's a tall tale. Because you're tall. Oh, I thought it was because the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is going to be a master. This is a holiday movie. Um, oh, so, man. all right. So, if you if you could rename yourself, what would it be? That's a great question. I'm trying to think of a name I really like. I guess J Lo. J Lo. J Lo. How do you spell that? J L O. And then I would claim that I was first, not Jennifer Lopez, even though she's older than me. Maze, what would you rename yourself? Actually, I think I, I would change it to Ricardo. I like the name Ricardo. Luther. Ooh, that's a good one. Can I change mine to Beelzebub? <laughs> I mean, you can. Why would you, though? <laughs> Beelzebub Harper. Yeah. We they don't call, call you Bubs. Bub, though. Everyone will call, call you Bub. Bub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got two options. One is Jibril, and the other... <laughs> Is Dre. I've always thought the name Dre was a very cool Dre name. Is, yeah, yeah, Dre's nice. I like that. Dre, you, like, would you be yeah, Andre you, or would you just be Dre? Just Dre. I think I think I would be just Dre. I don't want to be Andre. What if I picked like Waz? <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Dude, I want I want your life. <laughs> I'm just going to talented Mr. Ripley Waz. <laughs> then not oh. so talented. Pregnant Katie Mixon with a kid in her arm comes in and offers Man. up hors d'oeuvres. I mm. had the biggest crush on her when she yeah, was eastbound and down. Absolutely. Holy shit. Yeah. She was such a smoke show. Uh, they have beer mosas in the back, too. She gives canned yeah. cheese on a cracker. Uh, Denver Palm strikes Brad in the stomach, then puts him in another submission hold. He's humping his face during this hold. I haven't seen that move in a while. <laughs> he releases him after a lot of screaming, then drops a dollar on him. Tim is just in the background yelling, pump it! Harder! <laughs> um, all right, they head into a bedroom, and he offers up her saying mistletoe, but she can't believe she didn't know his real name after three years. He says, no, I hated my name, so I changed it. You don't say, hey, my name used to be asshole, now it's Bob. You just say, hey, it's Bob. Would you be heartbroken for not knowing someone's real name? Or is that just bad writing? Because she's legitimately heartbroken. I guess I get it. No, I mean, I like you live together. I don't know heartbroken. I would be very confused. Like, how the fuck didn't I know you changed your name? But it would, wouldn't it be like something funny? Like, dude, I, yo, man, 
Why did you tell me your name was? It wouldn't be like, I can't believe we've shared so much. Her awful ass acting again. But see, I gave a benefit of doubt. But she was very subdued in the scene, so I don't understand what you're doing here with Reese Witherspoon. She did, no, she you, did. Though, you've she, decided to get on this hill, and you've decided to die on it. When it's you can just come down. We're not going to think less of you. We couldn't yo, think less of you if we tried. I'm not going to die on it because I don't think that she's Wonder Woman. What? I don't know what that is. Okay, so Wonder Woman's real name is Diana. Diana. Yeah, Diana. Diana. Oh, uh-huh. oh, he says his brothers are com- are semi professional cage fighters, cockfighting, but with dudes. They're dude cockfighters, <laughs> but they don't get paid for it. They just put it on YouTube. Honey, my childhood was just like the Shawshank Redemption, except I didn't have some kind, older, soft spoken, gentle black man to share my struggle with. She's telling him he's a strong, confident man now. They're intimidated by him. Set healthy boundaries and put his foot down. It's time to open presents, so he walks out and asks them to take it down a notch. He's not a kid anymore. They can't talk to him like that. They're adults. Certain boundaries are going to exist now. Whether they can see them or not, they have to respect it, and if they're crossed, there will be real consequences. That's when Dallas sweeps his leg. Denver yells, welcome to the octagon, son, and he pulls him into the living room. Dallas does a backflip onto him. The kids want to be tagged in, but Denver says he can't lose custody again if they get hurt. Then tags them in and says, Merry Christmas. The older son is Skylar Gazondo, a.k.a. Gideon Gemstone. Oh, yeah. Righteous Gemstones. And he screams, Google me, bitch! Wow. You might want to look me up sometime, Barbara. He's really good to come around. How about that? Duvall steps in, and Vince is left on the ground. Reese comes over to try to talk to him, and he flinches when she touches him. Uh, She's so proud of him. Orlando's going to distribute the presents. When we find out as he's giving out the presents, there was a $10 cap on the gifts. They didn't know. And Brad got the kids an Xbox. They think he's trying to show off. He didn't know there was a spending cap. Now the kids get a gift from uh, the dad, Dallas, and it's a flashlight. The kid asks why he doesn't love him. He says, well, my gift from Santa Claus better be straight cool. And Vince says, I have a feeling your gift from Santa is going to ring in right around $10. Is Santa Claus cheap like my daddy? Oh, Santa Claus is your daddy. Kid didn't know Santa was fake. Brad thought they knew. Kid starts taking his clothes off, jumps out the window, and runs off. Apparently, when he gets upset, he goes streaking. When he gets to hurting inside and can't use his emotion words, he gets to streaking. Again, childhood nudity slash sexualization of children as a punchline for a joke. Almost always terrible. Was that sexualizing? I mean, like, he didn't have to fucking drop his drawers and throw them in the window. I mean, we didn't see his dick. But I'm just saying, I don't know. It wouldn't be funny if the kid was butt-ass naked running through the street. I don't know how many like, times I can lob you up for this joke on Maze, but you just oh. you keep watching that thing sail into the crowd. Yeah. Uh, they get the dad a satellite yeah. dish. They're paying for the monthly the service. Pro- the problem is Maze does the editing, so we couldn't even fix That's it if true, we wanted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a weird edit for him to make. Installation guy comes on Tuesday, but the ball says they install their own stuff in this house. If you think I'm going to allow a sex predator to wander around my house and touch my underwear, you've got another thing coming. Wouldn't getting your dad a new TV be a bigger priority than getting him satellite TV? Yeah, wouldn't you just get both if they got the money like this? For real. And he calls a TV a radio. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. They're going to install it together. Denver hands the little girl to Brad. He's uneasy, but he's holding her, and Kate sees him with the kid and feels some feelings. 
They're installing the dish. Denver gives them advice. Brad rejects the advice, and we get roasting exposition. I didn't know you majored in satellite installing at Stanford. Oh, he went to Stanford. Says, that's great. Mock me for being educated. That's awesome. Kid wants grandpa to play war with him. Says later. Kid says grandma's boyfriend does whatever he wants. He calls the boyfriend a first-class ass sniffer, and you can tell him he said so. Then they tell the kid to go get them some beers. Can't spell families without lies. <laughs> yeah, he says, I don't want to speak ill of your mother on Christmas, but she's nothing but a common sense street whore, or a common street whore. <laughs> he says, nice restraint there, Dad. Armand Duval really settled into a, a lane he <laughs> late did. in his career. He did, yeah. Um, he says she threw away her career, abandoned her kids, and ran off with another man. Lynn says she was a cashier. It's not exactly a career. It's a job. And she left because he wouldn't talk to her and shut her out. And yeah, so that's when we get Grandpa saying you can't spell families without lies. And we get a look from Vince. Mm. Mm. Message. Uh, Kate is bad with babies. April is smearing mayo on spam casserole. Oh, God. Um, there's talk about breastfeeding, about does it hurt, flicking nipples. Then she adds a layer of Doritos to the casserole and dips a Dorito in mayo. Ugh. Uh, the signal on the dish isn't working. It's fuzzy. Kate gets handed the kid and she immediately, and the kid immediately starts crying and chaos is ensuing. This is a really hectic ass scene. Yeah, lots of yelling. Duvall says, take it down. He wants the rabbit ears. Kid's screaming in her face. While they try to adjust it, Brad pulls the dish clean off and falls off the roof. Wire pulls through the house and starts ruining the interior. Denver says it's too much. Duvall says stop doing whatever you're doing. The kid stops crying. Vince climbs up the roof a bit with the dish as it's leveraged. The cord pulls loose. He falls. TV breaks. Slams against the wall. Kate turns and smacks the kid's head on a cabinet door. <laughs> the TV's on fire. The mom wants the baby back. Vince is on the ground. He says mistletoe. Mistletoe. That whole scene with the TV being swung around the room and all that. I felt like, you know, the Family Guy episode where Peter goes to see Paul Reiser do stand up. And every joke that Paul Reiser does, Peter just sits there and like explains it. And what's the deal with Starbucks? Everyone's got a, a cup in their hand. Um, coffee's really, uh, <laughs> coffee's really popular. A lot of people drink it. And what's the deal with airline food? Who, who makes this stuff? Uh, that's not nice. You know, the chefs that make that, they work really hard. And who can explain such and such to me? Is it <sighs> not me, Paul, maybe someone with time to fritter away, but not me. That's how I felt watching this whole thing. I was like, I, at first I was like, what kind of TV does that? And I'm like, it's in TVs and bad movies do that. They fly around a room. It's so weird that you decide not to be in on this movie. What? Like, why is that weird? I still like I've laughed one time because it's everything you've talked about. In he the, doesn't celebrate Christmas. Zach. Everything you've talked. He didn't celebrate Christmas last year when we did fucking Fred Claus. Fred Claus is great. But Damn everything it. that you you implored about why Fred Claus was great happens in this movie to the same degree, if not better. No. Yes. No. Vince Vaughn does not do the Vince Vaughn thing nearly enough in this movie. He, he does, does it a couple than of he times. Did in that movie. No, you're lying, man. No, I'm not lying. Oh, erroneous. He doesn't do the Vince Vaughn thing? He's erroneous. done it like four times at this point. No. No, not well. <laughs> All right, they're driving away. She says that she can't believe she nailed the baby's head, and Vince laughs. He says it couldn't possibly lower the kid's IQ. It's fine. 
She's amazed she got it to stop crying, thinks it liked her. And then she's talking about nipples from breastfeeding. Now they're pulling up to her mom's house. There's a Jesus statue in the front yard. That's different. And Mary Steenburgen opens the door. <laughs> in my notes, I have Mary Steenburger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I sat, ne- I sat next to her husband one time on an airplane. Ted Danson? Yes. Okay. Little Danson man? Why wouldn't you just lead with Ted Danson? Because I wanted, to, I wanted you to name drop. Okay. Thank you. She, she wants hugs. Kate seems confused. Uh, she calls him tall and firm like a giant oak. Then the aunts come over and they're marveling at him. Grandma's touching his belt. Is it just me or is there a lot of sexual tension in this family towards him? Unbelievable amount. When they're driving up, she says, just a warning, this is like a cougar den. Oh, so she does that. warn of that, yeah, when they're in the car. Because when she hugs him, she says, oh shit, that felt good. I'm like, what? Calls him a big, fat, purple teddy bear. <laughs> Chenoweth, a.k.a. Courtney, is her sister. She meets Brad. She shows her cleavage. Her husband's playing video games. Courtney claims that Kate is too cool for kids. All right, so the husband playing video games is the guy from King of Kong, and he's playing King King Kong, uh, Donkey Kong. King okay. Kong. King Kong. Uh, so that's a weird little Easter egg for the director of the movie. And then Reese mm-hmm. says that that's not the... Some reason, for some reason, I wrote, she says that that's not the cashew. I think I meant the right case. I don't know how cashew got in there. <laughs> We're on fire. That's nuts. At one point, Graham Graham checks his belt and says, genuine leather? <laughs> uh, her other kid is out in the jump jump with the other neighborhood kids. Did I call it a jump jump? I call it a bouncy house. Bounce house. I call it a bounce house, too. They just refer to it as jump jump throughout the movie. Um, apparently, Kate was trapped in one. During the fifth grade, she never got over it. They tortured her for an hour in there. They did it because she was Cootie Kate. And he didn't know about any of this. It went on for seven years, kindergarten through sixth grade. They still, The family still, still fucks with her about it. When I was, I believe, two or three, I was at my uncle's farm, and a chicken pecked at me. And so I have an extreme... You fucked a chicken? It pecked at me. Uh, I was three. I was three also, by the way. So settle down, Mace. Um, and so (laughs) I was trying to trying to salvage the last (laughs) one I missed. Uh, And ever since then, basically, I've like I have a very very extreme phobia of live birds in general, but specifically chicken. Chicken. Yeah. Like when chicken come around, like I'm. I I don't. I hate birds. Oh my gosh, it's terrifying. They're awful. Yeah. Uh, Mary's new boyfriend is a pastor, Pastor Phil. They don't do commercial Christmas ways anymore. They do verbal gift giving. So mom wants to give more of herself to the church and Pastor Phil. Graham Graham wants to pleasure her husband more often with her hand and her mouth. Graham Graham. Vince says, did she just say that? And then they have Brad go next. He says, follow Graham Graham with the hand stuff and what she does with the other stuff. Sure. I'd like to, with Kate, would be to vacation more frequently and doing it on vacation. He joins in on that. Courtney wants to give herself a gift, the gift of being pregnant. Mentions sneaking a cigarette. As, as she holds a baby in, as she holds a, like, a, like an eight or nine month old baby in her hand. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then they laugh at Kate uh, over the idea of her thinking people want natural childbirth. Uh, Kate's checking if the baby shit his diaper. The baby spits up all over her. Now Brad's going to puke. He can't be around it. They're all worried for him and not for Kate. And he says, take it away from me. I'm sorry. I love you, love you but you got to get out of here. I can't breathe. I'm going to do it. Everybody keeps handing Reese Witherspoon babies in this movie. Fun fact, when breastfed kids throw up, it doesn't really smell that bad. It's hot. It's definitely like piping hot. Like sexy? Hot. 
No, it's piping hot, like okay. temperature wise. Sorry, Mace. Um, but it doesn't smell bad. It smells kind of like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It does. It's not like it does smell like vomit, like grown up vomit. Let me say this: I don't like vomit. I don't like smelling or seeing vomit. Um, everyone freaks. Oh my god! I can't smell vomit. I'm gonna puke. Like, calm the fuck down and grow up, okay? You know, look, look, let me tell you a, a real ass fucking story that happened. I was on a flight to Miami to go do Lebertard show. You better have gotten puked on on this flight. Oh, it gets better than that. I think it's better than that. And I had had admittedly a very long night before and a very long travel day. And so I had a Jerry Seinfeld-esque streak of consecutive years of being on planes and never throwing up. Never threw up on a plane. Like, not since I was like seven or something like that. And so we're landing and the turbulence is out of control and i'm not scared but it's definitely jostling me in a way that i definitely did not need to be jostled with the amount of alcohol i had in me from the night before but i'm like i i just need something to take my mind off it so i turn on the tv and i put on levitard show and this was back when they were doing rejoin the rejoins were prior moments in the show history and that day the rejoin was the foxworth Stugatz. Yes, Dominique and Stugatz, where Stugatz <laughs> ate a picture of the Golics, of the, of the Golics yeah. to prove that he wanted to be a Golic, and then he took it out of his mouth, and Dominique said, let me get a piece of that, and tore some off, and then ate it himself, and while he was like building up to do this, Dan was like, don't you do it, because if you do it, I'm going to, like, he kept doing that, I'm yeah. going to, and, and everyone thinks he's faking it. No, and Dan is actually about to throw up. And Dominique ate it, and Dan threw up, and then I threw up. Wow. I threw up violently. Wow. And Did you make the, the bag? Most of it made okay. the bag, and it filled the bag, yeah. which was the that other. bag's not big enough. It's not big enough. And do you know, and this was on the descent. We were fucking about to land. Do you know nobody in my fucking row? On either side. Tissue. Hey, here's a bottle of water I didn't open. Nothing. They just sat there and let me fucking go gross all over myself. And then when we landed, these assholes have the nerve to want to, like, kind of step over me to get to where the fuck they're going. Yeah, they want to get away from the guy who just puked all over the place. Yeah. All right. Kate's getting these bad old clothes to change into. Courtney puts some doubt in her mind about not knowing Brad enough. Mom tells Brad this is the longest relationship Kate has ever had with a man. Uh, Kate is cleaning her clothes, finds a breast pump, uh, tries it briefly, then finds a pregnancy test, decides to take it. They show Brad pics of Kate Nobody. with her lesbian friend and being Nobody. fat as a kid. Nobody keeps pregnancy tests in the baby bag because once you have a baby bag, guess what? She's trying to get pregnant again, I mean. Yeah. Too late. Doesn't matter. No one keeps them together. Uh, the other thing uh, about this is pictures of Kate when she's fat. Check out how fat Kate was. That's Kate? Yeah, I forgot about it. She looks like Shaq. That's an absurd joke. But I I laughed, so. As Kate waits for the pregnancy test results, her niece comes in and steals it, calls it a magic marker, no marker. Tell the the kid to get the fuck out as soon as first of all, lock your bathroom door. Right, yeah, that's something. I still don't get this thing in the movies where people don't lock their bathroom door. Well, it's a vehicle to make hilarity ensue. Well, that vehicle crashed. 
Because once a kid walks in, you tell him, get the fuck out of here, you little fuck. And then they just typically take the... Kid runs away and goes Mm -hmm. into the jump jump with the uh, pregnancy test. Now she has to face her fear and go in there. She's being taunted by the niece. She gets in there and she's having PTSD. Then Brad finds out that Kate went to fat camp. Back into the bounce house and they're playing keep away. They're all taunting her. They're terrorizing her again. They dogpile on her. These they, kids have um, great hands, by the way. They are they special oh God, teams somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's screaming mistletoe as the kids terrorize her. And everyone thinks that she's playing with the kids in there. She gets jump kicked out of there, gets pissed off, storms back in, zips it up. And she starts wrecking these kids, throwing them all over the place. Niece climbs up the inside of the bounce house with the test in her mouth. I must ask, what is the end game for Cassie here? Where is she going? That's a great question. I thought she was climbing to unzip it. Mm. Maybe, maybe I was just... Maybe I, I was thought she was just going to go off the top rope with the old elbow. But that's what she was going to do. Uh, Reese says that she peed on it. Kid spits it into her hand. And she's out of there and looks at the results. That's how you end it from the beginning, dumbass. You just say, oh, okay. Don't say, oh, it's a magic mark. Like, yeah, your auntie just peed on that. That would have ended it immediately. I think the point was to get her back into the bounce house where she had been terrorized as a kid. Yeah. And now she yeah. overcomes her fear. Now back in the bathroom, changed into her normal clothes. It doesn't bother me if you were like a really abnormally large child with lesbian tendencies. Because if that was your journey, that led you to me, I'm cool with it. What are you saying, lesbian tendencies? I what saw the mean? pictures of Joe. What, Joe wasn't gay. Okay, honey, haircuts don't lie. Okay, what did you do with Joe? Like, play baseball and, 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 and ride motorcycles? No, 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 we were just kids. She was really imaginative. We used to play games in her basement. She had this game called Suntan, and we pretend we were on the beach, and she'd take lotion, and she never wanted me to burn, so she would rub it. Okay, listen, and look at me. You're a better kisser <laughs> for it. That's a fucking great line. Uh, he says the shoe is on the other foot, and it's maybe not so funny, and she shouldn't have been shitty to him with the Orlando stuff. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Kate needs to talk to her mom. She doesn't have time. Wants to get ready for Pastor Phil in the church. Now we're at church, and Jock Jams is playing. Rock and roll part two. It's a, it's a, cla- it's a classy, it's a classy, uh, Mega church. A classy church is what she called it. Setting us up for, oh my God, she's about to, this shit is about to be so funny and like how he's going to do this. I thought we were getting set up for a uh, uh, eastbound and down level. You don't like this scene? This scene is great. I thought they were going to mock the mega church because she oh. said it's a classy church and I, I was waiting for them to go really eastbound and down. Oh. Uh, not eastbound and down, excuse me. Uh, righteous, righteous gemstones. gemstones. No, righteous no, gemstones. No. Are there. And they didn't go in that direction. You, are you guys ready to find out who I thought Pastor Phil was. Oh my oh God, boy. yes. Uh, I I wrote, is that Sam Rockwell? <laughs> what? The fuck up! I thought he had like a, a, a fake, um, you know, you know what they call that shit? The horseshoe? No, yeah, like the, 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 the bald cap and then yeah. the fake hair and then kind of like a little bit of, of like makeup and stuff to make him look older. He no. looks a lot like Sam Rockwell, no? Wow, no. What are you talking no, about? Not, not even cl- Do you know what Sam Rockwell looks like? Yeah. I, I just watched the- uh, You thought they took the- Sam Rockwell and put him in old man bald makeup mm-hmm. to play Pastor Phil. Mm-hmm. Do I know what Sam Rockwell looks like? And then I, then I started to wonder- yeah, that's what Sam Rockwell. What in the fuck? In 2008? I just watched him in Richard Jewell the other day. He did a great job. 
No? No. He did well. Crowd is cheering for Pastor Phil. Brad and Kate are confused at this spectacle. He needs uh, volunteers for Mary and Joseph for the play. Uh, Mom tells Kate to do it. Mom makes Kate do it, which means Brad is in too, despite not being stage trained. Furious applause. Uh, Kate is worried about the stage fright, and Brad is worried about how he looks. He's freaked out about the scripts and learning his lines and getting his voice ready. Kate's given baby Jesus, and she's a real child. This child is a blessing to the both of us. Really? Oh, what, you think I should do it bigger? Should I do it more? You think maybe like, this child is a blessing to the both of us, but not angry, inspired. Oh, my God, there's so many different ways to play this thing. Can I ask you a question, seriously? My wife is pregnant, but it's not my child. But do you think I'm cool with it because God's the one that got her pregnant? Showtime and acting is reacting, he tells her. Find your truth. I'm going to blow the roof off this bitch. They're digging his walk. Mary's supposed to wrap the baby in swaddling clothes, but they're not there. Brad has it on his belt. Pastor Phil keeps repeating the line. Brad says they're losing the audience. It's dead air out there. He says his line and people clap. They say amen. And he says to say her line. She forgot it. He says, thank goodness I memorized yours too. (laughs) He flips his hair. Great hair flip. He says, it would appear my wife is better at making babies than swaddling them. No. Yes. Yeah, even Vince as Brad, as Jesus, can't help but improvise. He's Joseph. As Joseph. Jesus is the baby. Who are we supposed to believe here? Maze or the Muslim guy? The Muslim guy's right. Thanks for acknowledging that. Tackling that up real quick. Oh, no, Muslim guy's right. Uh, She sees he has the swaddle cloth on his belt. He says to swaddle him. Now the child's life is in jeopardy. He calls her and he calls the Virgin Mary an unfit mother, which I thought was funny. He swaddles the kid, puts him in the manger, and I wrote, Brad is acting his ass off. He's acting his ass off. That's yeah. for sure. He kills it. He hits a pose. He starts swiveling his hips. Everyone goes wild. Crowd is his. And I, Joseph, shall <laughs> swaddle this baby. And they're playing Silent Night, but like kind of like a rock version of Silent Night. He's clapping. He's being congratulated as he goes back into the crowd. He's vibing on it. And then his face when he's clapping and he's snapping to the music kills me. He's rocking out. And then he, at one point he like leans in there and goes, holy infant. <laughs> he's just, he's into this moment. I can't believe you don't love this scene. I mean, this is Vince Vaughn. This is a great scene. Even if you don't like the movie, this is a great Vince Vaughn scene. It's okay. <sighs> Now he knows how Celine Dion feels. Yeah, as they drive away. She's mad at him for throwing her down. He says he brought the whole thing home. She wants to know how he's going to be there for her. If they're on a plane and she passes out, wants to know that he'll put her mask on before he puts his on. He says, I wouldn't, and the FAA wouldn't want me to either. Do you listen to the stewardesses? (laughs) Put yours on first before helping out others. They pull up to his mom's house, and she says that they're not connecting. He's not present. She wants to do something together today. Uh, he says that she's taking it out on him for her problems with uh, her family. We find out that Brad lived with her, uh, with his mom after the divorce, breastfed until he was five. She says the word tits, and it bothers him. And that's when Daryl comes in, who you may remember as Sue from Swingers. Yeah, Patrick Van Horn. Oh, no way! That's him, I mean. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's acting like a stepdad to Brad. He calls Reese young lady. Yeah. And then he aggressively yeah. pats Vince's legs, calls him big guy, big and guy. offers to pay for his gas money. Look, Brad, 
I'm not trying to be your father. You already got one of those. I'm just hoping for a chance to be your friend. You were my friend, Daryl. You were my best friend. We grew up together, we rode bikes together, we used to smell each other's hands. But now you're sleeping with my mom and it's a little bit weird for me. Can you appreciate that? I never had a sexual thought about your mom until I was 30. Can you leave it alone? You can't be my friend anymore. You can't be sleeping with my mom and still be my friend, okay? I'm thirsty. Is anybody else thirsty? Okay, what can I get you to drink? Okay. Look, your mother is a very sexual <sighs> being, Brad. She's a very what? She's a great lover, and she's a you great... You say that again, and I'm going to bust hey. your mouth open. Now they're going to play board games that resent them. Denver's there. He's eating wings. He is murdering those wings. He stares at Brad when he eats them. It's fantastic. He's just staring at him. Uh, they're going to play Taboo. Kate explains the rules. Mom and Daryl will go first. Brad will buzz. Oh, I love Taboo. Taboo it's might be my game. my favorite, other than Monopoly, which no one ever wants to play. Taboo is my favorite board game. And I I am just like John Favreau and Katie Mixon. By yourself? What are you talking about? Like, it's about the chemistry with another I person. Know. Right. I can manufacture that chemistry with almost anyone. <laughs> You're a regional manager at a chemistry factory. You want to try doing that on this podcast sometime? <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> this is a swingers reunion 12 years later. <laughs> so she mentions France and gets buzzed. Uh, they get Lieber right. Next one is something he dripped on her. It ends up being syrup. He says, way sticky, dude. Do not recommend it. Have you guys ever used foodstuffs in the bedroom yes really what did you use uh there was like whipped cream or chocolate sauce some shit like that uh, maize i keep a sandwich in a bedside drawer like george costanza <laughs> I mean, that is nice i don't I, i'm not into it i don't like it i, I just no, want to focus on the fucking it was it was something where I did it and it's, I'm, I'm all right. We need to bring that back, by the way. Regular sex usually works pretty good for me, so it doesn't for me. But it's hard to what? like. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard to like keep track of the whipped cream and, and the chocolate sauce, it's and then too count hard? down. Yeah, and count down from 300 at the same time. That's too much multitasking. Uh, to me, it's just it's just a mess, man. It's not an easy mess to come out. Like you know, I make chocolate my own sauce messes. Yeah, like I, I like mine au natural, but it's just like syrup and chocolate, no, whipped cream. It's all sticky no. afterwards, man. Well, like, you need the rubber have... sheets on the waterbed. Rubber sheets. All right. <laughs> Katie and <laughs> Denver go next. Are you going to you actually eat while you play that? Just flip the tube. Excuse me? Flip the tube. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Capulichana. Hong Kong. Yes. Thing next to your bed on the nightstand. A sock? Yes. I helped you come up with this when you were drunk and you came home from the bar last Thursday. Alibi. Yes. All right. The thing I'm not allowed to wear to Supercross. Miniskirt? Yes. Me and you dry humping on the beach. A screensaver? Yes, baby. This game is so easy. The only man that I'm allowed to cheat on you with. John Grisham. Yes. Mexican. Dude. Ricardo Montalban. Yes. Hi. Right here. Right here. Oh, God. <laughs> they finish it off. He touches her pregnant stomach when they're making out. And, yeah. and then at the end, he gives her a little slap. Um, and I like that the last one they get, he, she says, Mexican dude. He says, Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> 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 
now it's Brad and Kate's turn. Kate's giving clues. Brad doesn't connect with oh her. Oh my god! Buzzes him a bunch as he's trying to explain. Her clues are oh, fucking they're awful. They're terrible. Yeah, this is exactly like the breakup Pictionary game. Oh no, it's not. Because he's so much more reserved and like patient with her here, and he's more like an upset with his mom who keeps buzzing when he yeah. says the taboo word, even though he's not the one with the card. Right. Uh, um, it's she, just it's not the same she asked what the attitude is he said he doesn't have an attitude but he explains that he's shutting down because of what happened shish 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 the brand word is shish not shush they're driving away now and it's awkward in the car she wants to talk he says he doesn't want her to apologize but he does forgive her for the game uh she says she took a pregnancy test today he asked if she pulled the goalie it was a negative test he says to lead with that instead of making him take laps around the anxiety pool. Uh, she doesn't like his reaction. They're talking about not wanting. She's talking about not wanting those boundaries they set for themselves. It's okay if they get married or have kids someday. Uh, she just wants to know that relationship can go somewhere else if it, if it happens naturally. He says he'd like the relationship to go to Fiji. He doesn't want to have a convo about this because he doesn't want those things. He pulls up to her dad's house. She doesn't want him to come in. She says she doesn't want to pretend there's something they're not. She can't do this anymore, and he drives off. John Voigt's her dad. Uh, her niece is very excited to see her. Everyone's getting along. Her niece is named Cassie. And in the subtitles, I saw that it was spelled K-A-S-I. What? What the fuck? I don't like that. All right, now everyone's getting along. Courtney comes over and asks where Brad is. Kate is amazed that mom and dad are behaving. It's nice for everyone. Courtney says she, she should try online dating. She's trying to be supportive instead of sniping at her this time. Her neighbor Susan found an unemployed husband that way. Yeah, he doesn't have a job yet, but they're working on it. Um, her dad calls her out, her and Brad out for lying about the travel plan. Says he has experience bending the truth to avoid family, but wishes he had that time back. What a a cop out! It's like that fourth one is like we ran out of slapstick bullshit to run people through, so let's just make John Void a regular dude, which makes it so all the more awkward. Why doesn't she see her dad on Christmas? Motherfucker seems pretty cool, well adjusted, and by the way, fucking rich. But by the but, I mean, she hasn't been around in a while, and this is all something that is a new development in the last couple of years after Cassie or Trubella Pincy. No, the new one. development, the new development is is her mom and her dad are civil around one another, right? And so maybe that showed some growth from him during this time when she hasn't been around. Ah, see, gotta pay attention to me. And everybody's rich except for Robert Duvall. Uh, everybody's getting along at dinner. Uh, Brad drove back to his dad's house. And what the hell do you want? Forgot your tampons. He just came by to see him. Dad's ex- upset. Explains what happened with him and Kate. And uh, that he said no when she wanted more. Now everyone's at their respective homes. They're sad about the events. Then Kate is drinking wine. And the doorbell rings. Brad says, if you get one kid, you might as well get two. Because they're like dogs. You don't want to feel guilty leaving them by themselves. He weighs public versus private school decisions. He wants to go to Fiji with her, but does feel comfortable having the conversation. They've made up, not making any decisions, but they're talking about them. Uh, The kids love you. They're tax shelters. They do yard work. He says, yeah, we're not talking about slave labor. We're just teaching them discipline. Uh, And they're going to be taken care of in their old age with kids. One year later, Kate had a baby. He's blown away by the birthing process. He felt like an air traffic controller. It's a New Year's baby. They didn't tell their family about the pregnancy or the birth. But here comes the local news live. They have the first baby of the new year. They're on camera. Brad freezes again. The kid throws up again. He freaks out. Roll credits. Lovely callback there with the TV reporter. Yeah. Great bit. Funny enough, 
Is apparently, apparently Vince and Reese did not get along during the filming of this movie. No shit. They hated each other during filming, though nobody knows why. During production, a number of stories leaked to the press about the tension on the set. The Daily News quoted spies who gossiped about how the star's personalities clash. Vince rolls onto set in the morning looking like he just came in from a night out, while Reese will arrive early looking camera ready. Then Reese tries to force Vince into blocking out each scene and running through their lines as Vince tries to convince her that he's an ad-libber and wants to play around and see where the scene goes. Oh, you mean a real actor versus a fucking flawed? Well, there are two very different ways of going about. Wait, who are you calling the real actor? Yeah, that's (laughs) Vincent Vaughn. Um, It got so bad that Reese refused to film a steamy sex scene with Vaughn. Nobody wants a steamy scene with you. I mean, I don't know if people want a steamy scene with him either. I mean, this is a weird. Oh, erroneous, erroneous, erroneous on all counts. Uh, During the filming of the dinner sequence, Reese was hit in the face with a ceramic plate, required five stitches, which delayed the shoot for three days. Good. Did they just cut the entire sequence of plates flying around? Yeah, it must have. Um, So what's interesting is this movie was filmed filmed during the production or during the uh, 2007-2008 Writers Guild of America strike. So it no shows. changes could be made to the script during filming. So there's a lot of ad-libbing because they were not allowed to rewrite. Yeah, really mind-blowing trivia that many of this film scenes were improvised with Vince Vaughn. With Vince Vaughn, yeah, that's, that, is, that is different. Vince Vaughn and John Favreau uh, improvised. It's crazy. Two country western singers, four Oscar winners as the parents. The house that Robert Duvall lived in was built from scratch for some reason. And the crew was not aware, so they were surprised when they went in and it was empty. The director was very proud of this. In order to develop the characters and give each of them an identity, Seth Gordon drew up detailed timelines of their lives. Thanks, Seth. And he was hired at Vince Vaughn's insistence because Vince Vaughn was a fan of the King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters documentary. That's your fault. We have a Tony Medley. Tony! Who are the dumbest, most incompetent people in the world? If you guess the political media, you are almost right. Close, but no cigar. Without question, the answer to my question is those who make movie trailers. I had to sit through five trailers this morning before I saw the feature. I went because I needed a review, and Four Christmases was the shortest. Having seen the trailer, nothing rational could have dragged me within two miles of what looked like one of the biggest turkeys of the year. But to get back to the five trailers I had to endure, I remember three of them. Yes Man with Jim Carrey, Marley and Me with Jennifer Aniston and Owen Wilson, and Nothing Like the Holidays with the Beatles cast. What all new trailers do now is show, with very quick cuts, the entire story and all the gags someone thinks are funny. So my question is, why see the movie? Give me trailers that say, Gable's back and Garson's got him. That's all I need to know. I'm going. But when you see everything... Why would you want to see the movie, especially when you see all the gags? Even if they were funny, which they weren't in any of these, they won't be when I see the movie. Once you've seen the gag, there's no surprise and it loses most of the humor. After seeing the film, I'm convinced that Four Christmases has one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. It seemingly does all the above and the gags it shows aren't the least bit funny. They are awful. So I wasn't looking forward to this. Short as the running time is. The storyline is that Brad, Vince Vaughn, and Kate, Reese Witherspoon, are living together without the benefit of marriage. Their flight for their Christmas vacation is canceled, so they're trapped having to visit both their parents, both of whom are divorced, for the holiday, all in one day. The trailer showed them visiting Brad's father, Howard, Robert Duvall, and those, in the, those scenes in the trailer look ludicrous, to give, them, to give them the best of it. 
In the actual film, however, seen in context, the scenes are a lot more entertaining than they appear in the trailer. Vaughn and Witherspoon both give exceptional performances considering the rather loopy premise. There are multiple screenwriting credits. The story credit is given to Matt Allen and Caleb Wilson. They also have a screenwriting credit, but so do John Lucas and Scott Moore. So Allen and Wilson's script was probably dumped and or extensively rewritten by Lucas and Moore. Whatever happened, director Seth Gordon made a pretty good story out of it until the end. Short as it is, it would have been better if it had ended seven minutes sooner, because I really didn't like the ending. There's one huge factual gaffe in the film that I can't let go unmentioned. Kate's mother, Marilyn, Mary Steenburgen, is dating a Christian preacher, Pastor Phil Dwight Yoko. They all go to a nativity play put on by Pastor Phil, but while the good pastor is introducing the play, he refers to, refers to it as the story of the Immaculate Conception. Obviously, neither Pastor Phil nor writers Alan Wilson, Lucas, and Moore, nor director Gordon, nor any of the actors or anybody else connected with these scenes knows anything about Christian theology. The Immaculate Conception has nothing to do with the virgin birth. The Immaculate Conception refers to the belief that the Virgin Mary was herself conceived without the stain of original sin. Despite that abysmal display of ignorance, don't be put off by the horrible trailer. This is an entertaining movie. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I will say this. I don't love trailers anymore. I'm kind of with Tony on that one. I just love that he chose this movie to tee off on trailers for three paragraphs. Yeah. And then gave us a full paragraph on the Immaculate Conception. I mean, what did he rate it? Six out of ten, based on that. Close. Seven out of ten. Jesus Christ, he really liked this movie. Yeah. He also really likes Jesus Christ. He does, man. <laughs> Turns out he's a Christian. Who knew? All right. Golden dumpsters. Well, I mainly eat out of a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I should try that. I need some new dresses. Don't. <laughs> Or if you do, stay away from the one in Ocean and Wilshire. That's mine. <laughs> Seriously. Stay out of it. Golden Dumpster nominees. John Favreau for Humping Vince Vaughn's Face the same year that Iron Man came out. Denver and Dallas beating the shit out of Orlando just like it's an NBA Tuesday night. Dude Cockfighters. Google me, bitch. Grandma checking the belts and saying genuine leather. Vince acting his ass off as Joseph, Patrick Van Horn dirty macking Vince's mom, and Favs and April Big Cannons crushing it at Taboo. Man, I'm torn between Sue from Swingers. <laughs> that whole, I just want to be your friend, and you were my friend. That and also the Taboo scene of Katie Mixon and, and Favreau. Oof. I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go with the tab. I love taboo. So, like, whenever I see someone, and the fact that he's eating a chicken wing while he's doing this just took it over the top. I'm going with Favreau and Mixon. Mace? I am really tempted to just give it to Favreau, period, in this movie, but I will go along with the mean and do the taboo scene. I'm going to go the Joseph and Virgin Mary scene. I think that whole, I think that that is just one of the better Vince Vaughn uh moments in terms of just he commit like he completely commands that he throws her under the bus he buys into the crowd it's it's definitely him as joseph man yeah that was tough i like that a lot too that was uh some good scenes in this movie yeah so yeah phobe or file 
Oh, I guess I technically picked it, right? Technically, you picked it, motherfucker? I technically picked it, motherfucker. I've seen this movie probably like five or six times at this point over the years. Um, I enjoy Vince Vaughn in it. I recognize that Reese Witherspoon is really good as an actress, and so I don't understand any slander going her way with this stuff, even though it's not her best performance. The UFC dude cockfighter roles from Jon Favreau and Tim McGraw are fantastic. I think a lot of the supporting characters are pretty good. I think the ending is super weak. Um, It feels like they didn't know how to end this thing, and so they just kind of lazily did it. But uh, I'm in. It's a file. Uh, You know what? I I won't lie. Uh, Knowing now that the writer's strike impacted it makes more sense as far as the like why the ending was so bad and uh you know why the middle was so bad and why the beginning was so bad yeah having said that it was so bad though so it's gonna be a foe for me wow maze wow 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 as a child of divorce Uh-oh. born in san francisco you know, I really just connected with this movie on a deeper level than either of you two ignorant sluts would imagine. Whoa. Whoa. Why am I ignorant? Why am I a slut? Vince Vaughn has his fat ball and his fastball in this one. He forgot his fastball for Fred Claus. He left it behind in Chicago. But he brought it with him to the Bay this time. Jesus scene is great. The taboo scene is great. I got a kick out of Favreau kicking the shit out of him. I'm going to file it. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I am shocked. Why? I thought for sure we were all going to be on the same page that this was a terrible movie. I'm staggered that you guys enjoyed this. I'm like legit staggered. I'm legitimately confused as to why you dislike it so much. This movie is way closer to the breakup than it is to Fred Claus. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Dare. This movie is nowhere near the breakup, first of all. Second of all, it's not even close to Fred Claus. I didn't say it was close. To the breakup, no. I said it was closer than no. Fred Claus, which is a dog shit movie that only I had the courage to phobe. Four Christmases or movie 43? Four Christmases. Four Christmases? Not even close. What are you talking about? It's not even close. You're wilding. Movie 43 was better. No. No, no. Yeah. No. You're out of your mind. This is something where you fell asleep and now you're just leaning in. And you just hate Reese Witherspoon. You guys fold The Million Ways to Die in the West, which is a legitimately funny movie. Too long. This is also in the sweet spot, man. Like, with uh, you cut out the credits. We're talking like an hour and 22 minutes. Woo! <sighs> File me, baby. Merry Christmas! Yo, fuck yourself. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. Did I cut out? Hello, hello, hello? Hello, hello? Can you hear? Hello, hello? Hello? Can you guys hear me? Hello? 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 Hello?
You guys can't hear me for real? Hello? Hello, hello? Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.